You have to eat the dream. You have to sleep the dream. You have to dream the dream. You got to touch. You have to see it when nobody else sees it. You have to feel it when it's not tangible. You have to believe it when you cannot see it. You got to be possessed with the dream. The dream. Yeah. What's up, guys? Welcome to Straight from the Chest. My name is Justin Groth and I'm your host, guys. Thank you for tuning in with me, man. Thank you for giving me your listening ear. It does mean a lot to me. I know I say it every time, but it does. It just, it's really, really important to me. And and I just, I'm just so thankful and grateful for you guys, for all of you. Guys, there's been something that's I, I've been thinking about for, oh, I don't know, the last probably for 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 good the last two and a half years for a good portion of those two and a half years this is what i've been thinking about am i in the right line of work and you may also ask yourself the same thing or questions that are kind of analogous to that are you in the right space are you doing the right type of work and what I mean by that is not do you love your work because you don't have to necessarily love your work to be successful in your work. You can argue that if you have discipline and you have tenacity, you can make anything work. You can do something that you hate, but do it like you love it because you have discipline and you have tenacity that's behind you. But I want to do what not only I'm called to do, and I think most of you probably relish in that same type of type of mindset, at least I hope you do, but I want to do what I'm most valuable in. And I want to do it because that's what I'm most, I want to do what I'm most valuable in to others or for others. And... I'm questioning or I have been for the last two and a half years or so if I'm in that right space and I feel sometimes where yeah yeah I'm 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 where I should be and or this is what I'm supposed to be doing and I know that I know that I'm in the right I'm in where I am where I should be I know that and I think that is something that we all adopt based on the season of our life we can assume that look we're where we should be right now okay but that doesn't really lead us to any answers and you're not really going to get the answer per se but it's worth it's worth the dissection it's worth the 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 journey to find out why you are doing what you're doing or why what's gra- what's pulling you towards this particular vocation or this particular job or career set so to speak and there's a reason behind it and we can't really understand or manifest these reasons into reality because they haven't really played themselves out yet but it doesn't mean that you don't so question yourself. At least I do. But I will tell you this. What I found out 
the more that I travel down this road of my particular vocation is fitness, the more I travel down this road, the more I find out about myself. And I think God's revealing that to me. And he's not merely revealing what I should do based on what others have done. He's not merely probing me to do that same thing. He's he's particularizing me in a certain way. And I think he may be doing the same thing for you and I hope that you're identifying it because that can kind of be swept under the rug very, very easily. So I hope you're paying attention to what he might be trying to urge you to do and or go against. And by the way, the things that he calls you to go against, they're not going to be easy things to go against, man. And they might go against the common narrative that you have been taught. I'll give you one short example. When I first became a personal trainer, I was told, measure the people coming in, take their measure, well, take their measurements and weigh them. And I felt that was wrong. Now, mind you, I had had a background in bodybuilding competitively, etc. that not only develops you physically, but develops you psychologically. And so when they told me to do this, and this is what we do, this is common. This is, you know, I was being taught by the, by the head trainer. I felt wrong about it. Why would I, why would I fur, further iterate how messed up this person is coming to me? They clearly knew that which is the reason why they were prompted to even come to the gym in the first place. The last thing I want to do is tell them, yeah, you know you're messed up. Look at how much you're messed up. <laughs> why would you do that? Do you forget you're in the personal training business? Do you forget that you're in the personal business? But the reason why they wanted to ground that in the, the forefront is to sell you to sell that particular person, to make them feel worse about themselves so that they just, they just are, you know, gelatinous for whatever you want them to be gelatinous for, you know, and just be, you know, whatever, just, okay, let's do that. Whatever, whatever you want to do, personal trainer, man, do it. I'm just a piece of shit. And you know, part of my French, but that is something that they teach you. And I felt that was wrong. So I vowed to myself that I would, if I ever became a person, if I ever did something on my own, that I would never follow those same constructs, even though that's synonymously the, or that's, that's synonymous with most clubs and their personal training staff. That's how they go through an introduction with you. I hated that. And I, and I, again, I don't operate that way. Let me tell you how I operate. Real quick, somebody comes and sees me, they clearly know they're out of shape, which is the reason why they see me. We're not going to exhaust that avenue any further, okay? I know that they're probably in some way insecure, probably somewhat intimidated, and they don't want to be there in the first place, but they do because they know what's good for them. So what we do is I don't take any measurements and I don't take any weight. They already know what those things are, and if they don't, it's probably best that they don't. We go off of real life measures. 
how they feel, how they feel in their clothes. So not only how they feel psychologically and physically, but how they feel in their clothes and how they look in the mirror. Those are the parameters that we function off of. Those are the best predictors of what I feel someone should be mirror or somebody should be seeing as the progress. Not what you can measure, not what a scale tells you. That's arbitrary measurement anyways. It doesn't measure lean tissue over lipid over lipid loss. It just measures weight loss. That's it. So anyways, the point is there was something that I felt that was different about a already common procedure that should have been adopted as commonplace with me in my particular vocation. But I felt I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't gel with that, man. That's not so I adopted my own. And with that, with that one type of procedure, it helped me to take more ownership over what I was doing. That furthered and established more purpose in what I was doing because I was making it my own. So what I'm trying to illustrate here is if you don't have any purpose in what you're doing and it's not directly feeding your the understanding of why you're waking up every day doing what you're doing, you're not going to be productive. And if you're not productive, what are you doing? Seriously. If the purpose isn't driving you, it's definitely not going to be driving any production or productivity out of you. What are you doing? So this further augurs in why you should be in the position that you're in and continuously doing. It's like a natural reciprocation on what work you're putting forward. And that's really, that's really your, your, your answer right there. And the more times these, these, you, in, you curate these particulars around what you are doing or you, you think for yourself in what you're doing like I did or not like I did, like I'm not trying to centralize this around me, but I'm just trying to give you myself as an experience or an example or I'm sorry, myself as an example here. You can look at that like, look, I'm taking ownership over this. I know that this isn't something that I feel directly, um, I don't feel like this is right. So I'm going to do it differently. And this feels right to me. And because this feels right to me, you can have more pride in that and you take more ownership in it. And because of that, it's way more liberating and it's more signaturized to who you are. And now you have something of a blueprint of a, you have a different type of blueprint that still leads to success. And that is furthering more purpose in your life. And it's furthering more productivity as a byproduct. And that's how you become more, more grounded in what you're doing. And you feel more, more meaning in it. And you feel like more, you belong there. So now I kind of feel like maybe I belong here a little bit more than I felt two years ago. But I've been asking myself that same question 
more often than not, probably at least twice a week. And I'm, I'm desperate for the answer, but I think the answer is uncovering itself more and more daily now. And maybe that same thing is happening for you, or maybe it's trying to tell you something, but you're just not listening. And as a result, you're not identifying why you're where you are. And if you don't feel any productivity because you don't you don't have any purpose tethered to what you're doing then i think it's time for you to take an audit over what you're doing right now currently i think it's time and you may have been feeling that way for some length of time but just not had the courage or the bravery to actually impute something that could lead you towards more purpose in life. Now, purpose is kind of a blanket term, but really what it means here is by having ownership in something and you can take pride in it and it's liberating as a byproduct, which is freeing, you will be more productive And because of that, you can signaturize and establish something that's yours. Nobody has to go alongside with you in this. But because you're so grounded in what you feel is right in the particular thing that you're doing, you know that that's going to be the impetus or the driver behind productivity. Because it's yours. You have ownership over it. There's nothing more liberating than that. So I guess now the question arises, do you have ownership in any type of way over the thing that you're doing? And I don't mean ownership from a from a founding principle. I don't mean ownership as you're the entrepreneur, you're the boss. You don't that doesn't you don't have to have ownership in that regard. You can be an employee and still have ownership over the way you particularly do something. The way you operate. That can be different. And because you do it differently but but it sides well with your implicit being, you can take ownership over it and you feel proud and you feel liberated as a byproduct and you're more productive and that is going to feed more purpose in your life. Do you understand? And that's the best you can hope for as a human being. Because I promise you, if you're facilitating on those axioms, it will propagate in your benefit in the future. Done.